Welcome to the Marvel Card Collecting and Investing Podcast with me, Gingerman Cards. I really hope that you like this episode. Enjoy. Now, I believe. Hello, everyone. We are good to go. And we are joined by um, the man called Ian, uh, Black Cat Collector, and the host of the real uh, Marvel Collecting Podcast, uh, not the fake one that I have. Um, <laughs> Ian, introduce yourself if you can, please, sir. Sure. Yeah, my name's Ian Taylor. Um, I am a fellow countryman of yours uh from the from the uk and um yeah i um i'm the co-host of the marvel card collectors podcast at the mcc pod and um i run a, a couple of other instagram feeds as well at black cat collector which i don't update as much as i should uh which is all about my collection and um at mm collectors which is focusing on marvel masterpieces beautiful so to highlight those series thank you very much um so the first question I had on, on the back of that was Black Cat. So I, I, I've heard your podcast, so I kind of know the backstory around why you collect Black Cat. But um, if, you, if you could, could you let me know how you got into collecting that, really? Yeah, I was, um, funnily enough, I was doing um, a, a questionnaire um, for, um, uh, for someone uh, who's doing a print book um, that was asking me just this question the other day. And um, the... Well, the origins of it go back to in the, in the UK, we we didn't get and we don't get the American comics over here um, in stores. I mean, we used to back in the 80s um, to a limited degree. There'd be in news agents and, you know, there'd be a few months behind. Um, but um, and then in the 80s, uh, Marvel UK, which was still up and running, used to do a reprint title, um, Spider-Man and Zoids, it was called. Um, did you ever is that you're probably too young to, to remember this but spider-man and zoids was brilliant um and anyway that was my first kind of experience of black cat yes. um and then fast forward to uh 2008 2009 and i'd gotten into marvel cards in a big way with marvel masterpieces 2007 and 2008 yeah um and then in 2009 i discovered that sketch cards were a thing and then um, I very quickly discovered that there were sketch cards of Black Cat. I can't remember. It might have been that I just happened to look at sketch cards on eBay and the first ones I saw were Black Cat. Who yeah. knows? I mean, you know, <laughs> I could have been a, a Magneto collector if the first ones I've seen have been Magneto. Yeah. But um, but I just kind of made the connection. I just started getting my uh, sketch cards of her. And uh, that was it. Um, yeah, just, uh, yeah. Game on. And then, you know, what? what 12 13 years on now um yeah I, I i went deep on sketch cards but now it's 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 less about the sketch cards and more about the um there's so many limited like numbered parallels and printing yeah. plates and one of ones and things like that um so yeah so that that's kind of where i am now and uh yeah it's uh i blew the doors off a little bit shall we say? <laughs> great um and where did you also I've, I've met noran now um spent some time with him now that was great and where did you to i'm assuming you met through your facebook page uh, <laughs> yeah like that but how did how did you meet and what how did the podcast come about that you got um well our eyes met across a crowded facebook page. <laughs> um, um, was, uh, so i started i started the um the main facebook group that i set up three yeah. years ago this week um and um so i'm going to give a little bit of a backstory on that because it kind of explains how norin came into yeah. it so um i set that up largely because being in the uk and i'm sure you get this as well um where you're looking through um facebook groups that kind of kind of overtaken the the more established forums like yeah. um, there used to be scoundrel the blowout still a thing uh, but that kind of format structure facebook has taken a lot of that real estate so it's easier for people to be on facebook now and do that yeah. so um and a lot of those groups i've been scrolling through and i'd be like i see stuff i want and people would be like i'm sorry you know u.s shipping only you know continental u.s shipping only yeah. it's just like, i was just like a bit eh, okay, fine, thank you. You know, being in the UK, that's that's limiting. And I kind of figured that the hobby's 
bigger than that you know there are people literally all over the world who are into these yeah. cards um but they are an american product so i get it um so uh, uh the, partly because of that and partly because i saw that a lot of the groups were just a bit um for want of a better word rude in some in a lot of aspects i mean you know that's that's the trouble with facebook and a lot of places on the internet is everyone gets big boy underpants and thinks they can type yeah. whatever they want to anyone else um so i saw people who come into some of these groups who were new who would be asking genuine questions and would be you know completely cut down and trolled and you know i just thought you know there's got to be a better way of doing this so i set up a group uh there's now marvel car collectors worldwide emphasis on the worldwide uh, the idea being that if you're in there you need to be able to trade if you want to trade and sell. You have to be willing to do so cross border. Yeah. Um, so that that's the first part of it, and the second part of it was um, just to just to be a little bit more of a respectful space. Um, and I think it's it's testament to the fact that you know we're over we're almost two two and a half thousand members. There's a lot of creators in there, you know, including the big creators. You know, just goes in there, you know. Um, uh, Dave Palumbo's uh, recently joined, you know, and as well as that, you've got a lot of sketch artists and people from the car companies. So, so it's quite a good sort of symbiosis. Uh, Norin came in um, to um, the second group I set up, which was a few months after the first one, which was solely focused on Marvel masterpieces. Yeah, which is kind of my main core set, uh, Marvel masterpieces collectors, and he came into that and then the other group because he was. And I think he's he's told you this himself. He he was very much um, realised that if you want to go after certain pieces, you can't be insular about it, and you you've got to look kind of yeah. outside your Absolutely. your um, the the, uh, the existing territory that you might be in, because he quite rightly realized that there were collectors in new zealand who had pieces that he needed for his silver surfer collection there were collectors in europe there were collectors in south america there were collectors yeah. in canada uh which a lot of people in america weren't shipped to so which i don't quite get because it's in the same landmass. anyway um so and you know and and he was passionate about it and we got talking and um he he helped out with some of the group like artwork and stuff like that and then you know i said listen you know this thing's starting to get some traction do you want to yeah. come on as uh, an admin with me so he did and then um we cre created the visual identity that we have now um we kind of created that together and then i guess the podcast i'd always wanted to do a podcast um i was thinking about doing one with um with another friend in the uk for a few years um which, which never happened and i was kind of itching to do one and then i suggested to, to knowing that we do one and then i went away and i kind of researched you know microphones and software to use because it's, it's it's pretty difficult for me to record um in the nature of uk houses yes. in the evening with a very young child in the house because you're going to wake her up so um so yeah. i had to figure out you know what i can do with the with the phone you know can i can i create a podcast on the phone can i edit a podcast on the phone very quickly i realized that you can do a lot of it on the phone but you can't do all of it on the phone yeah. but i did found a pretty good platform called anchor which is what we use um where you could actually create everything in the app if you wanted to um but then we sat down and we, we started recording we just recorded about four over a two-week period we didn't release any and then um you know in the process of doing this realize that there aren't actually another podcast out there but, you know you can you can throw a rock and you can hit a sports car podcast you know especially in america and canada you know, the number of, yeah. yeah the number of um and live streams like this you know on, yeah. on, on twitch or whatever um and and they are they are plentiful and lots of people talking about that side of the hobby yeah very very few talking about marvel cards in fact, known talking about Marvel cards. I think there used to be one called about more generally about non-sports, um, which was funny enough. Another guy in the UK, uh, I think it was called Cardcast. Um, a guy called Paul Bynes ran that, but I don't know if he's that active anymore um, in actually producing it. And I'm going back yeah. six, seven, eight years now that he, he started that. Um, so I kind of thought, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's talk about things that you know we want to talk about. Let's talk about the hobby. Let's talk about people in the group. Let's find out you know, if we can interview people and yeah we started and people seem to dig it and we're 90 
two episodes in. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It is crazy. Yeah, absolutely bonkers. Flies by. I would, one thing I would say, you've definitely got the voice. Like, <laughs> if there's ever a, a thing called a radio voice or podcast. Bless you, darling. Bless you, darling. He's got a good face for radio. He's got a good face for radio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I, my friends have started saying that to me. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, thanks for yeah, that. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah. <laughs> great. So, there's a couple of people in the chat, which um, I should just mention if that's what oh, I'm okay. I can't, I can't, can't, can't see it from here. No, I, can just, yeah. I don't know how I can show it, but... Uh, Venomous Comics and uh, Spidey's U09, which I believe uh, has his own YouTube channel. So that's interesting. Hi, guys. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Thanks for uh, coming on here. So my next question, if possible, what cards do you have? (laughs) And are are you – obviously, you're a black cat collector, but are you literally all the Marvel masterpieces and you – can I, can I can I angle that down? You can, you can see do behind me, the top of my shelving unit. So here we've got yeah. that's masterpieces uh, 2016. That's 2018. Yeah. Um, these ones that I'm just starting to upgrade from the from that side are 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, 2007. But they've out of stock of that color binder. Then I've got two more shelves below that, which have got a few written house sets: Marvel Flare, Flea Ultra Spider Man, Flea Ultra X Men. Um, then I've got loads of generic binders um, and uh, bind, binders. Binders. Um, I tend to use, and this is too full. This one actually, I've started to use these, which are Marvel Fact Files binders. Yeah, see. And yeah. Marvel Fact Files, you'll be familiar with because it was released in the UK. It's no longer running. Yeah. It's a part work, but the binders are actually quite good because they've got three D rings in them. Yeah. Um, this binder is over full. Kids, don't do this. Um, <laughs> it's got Marvel Annual in it. So for a lot of the sets that don't have uh, binders, oh, excuse me, um, I use that. I use those. Uh, I tend to use something different for my black cats. But um, but yeah. So that's the thing. I've always got uh, none of these are finished, apart from maybe two. Yeah. I'm constantly nibbling away. I'm I'm that kind of collector. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm trying to chase everything at once and doing a really bad job. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and loads. And I've got I've got some stuff down here. I've got my Marvel beginnings down there. Uh, I've got uh, masterpieces 08 down there because I'm waiting for some more of those binders. So yeah, I've got I've got stuff all over. And then on the other side, I've got about ten long boxes of comics. Wow. Okay. Plus my retro video game collection behind me. So, oh, yeah. really? Interesting. Yeah. What kind of retro games are you talking about? Oh, um, well, this is where I kind of took the template for the group um, from, is that I used to be in, in fact, I still am, but I'm not active in them anymore. Um, a lot of the retro game collecting groups in the UK, yeah. um, and uh, a lot of the way they are, they run, I took for the, group, the groups that I set up. Um, but yeah, mainly um, Sega, it's, it's one of these things. You're either you're either Marvel or DC. A lot of people are. Yeah, it's the same yeah. with games. You're either Sega or Nintendo. Yeah. Now I'm looking at you, and I've got I've got a dirty suspicion that you're a Nintendo boy. I'm Correct. Right. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I knew it. I'm a Sega. Yeah. I'm a Sega boy. Um, that's purely because of the yeah. time I was brought up. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, at the time I was brought up, it was actually Amstrad CPC four six four on cassette was my first system, um, which which ages me terribly. But um, but no, um, Sega Mega Drive. I I I think there were about five hundred PAL titles for that. It was called Sega Genesis in the states. Um, yeah. And um, but but UK system titles about five hundred. I got up to about two hundred and eighty five of them before I bailed on it, and that takes up a lot of space. Um, I've trimmed it back to about 40 now, um, and I'm in the process of doing the same with my PS1, my PS2, and my PS3, um, and I'm about to sell about 70% of my collection. Okay. Well, and I'm going to keep just the stuff, because it got to a point where I was buying almost everything that moved. Yeah, you know, do you yeah. know what I mean? And stuff that I've never heard of, and I've, I've, to this day I've never played. Um, yeah. For example, I can turn around here, and I can pick up the PlayStation 2 game, Demon Stone. You know, it looks great, and I'm sure it's fantastic. I've never played this, no. and I've got a five-year-old. I won't play this anytime no. soon, so, you know, so I might as well pass it on. Um, right. So, yeah. 
Okay, cool. So, I mean, I'm playing um, Nintendo Mario Kart with my four-year-old oh. consistently every day at the moment. So that's that's what I'm kind of... Uh, that's having, done right. Yeah, nostalgic vibes over. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, um, my, my, my daughter's five and she's discovered Crash Bandicoot. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but she can't operate joypads. Yeah. She can't figure <laughs> out that she's got to do something at the same time as something else. Yeah. So I say, well, you've got to run and you've got to jump. So she just does the wrong yeah. thing and it just falls into the trap. You know, yeah. Dead, so. It's quite frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. Um, great. It. So um, the next question I had was, how, how do you feel about, uh, and this is, you know, a big thing at the moment, the, the way the, the hobby or Marvel cards are at the moment, graded cards. I know you've had, you know, you've had guests like um, the Graded Gamer. Yeah, yeah. On the podcast and things like that but being being uh, a long longer life collector of marvel cards yeah i'm still here I'm just how, how is that where do you see it going and and is there a bit of stigma around you know especially in your groups around graded cards well here's the, here's the thing i i completely understand why grading comics is polarizing yeah i get that because um, <laughs> he says his most recent post on Instagram showing off a graded comic. Um, <laughs> because um, because uh, I'm a reader, so I'm I'm not one who acquires comics to 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 slab them. You know, I yeah. I need to be able to read my comics, uh, and that's why I buy them. I like to smell the comics, especially the older ones, um, which sounds a bit dirty, but there you go. <laughs> um, but um, with um, cards. I completely get it. Because you just look at the front and the back. Have you been joined? Have you got a Sorry. guest on your Have you got a guest on your end? I have a guest, yeah. Come on, just say hello. Say hello. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? He's a star. <laughs> ah. Two seconds. All right. Right, sorry about that. <laughs> did, he, did he hear? Did he hear the mention of Mario Kart? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but um, uh, but cards, you know, I I completely get it. Um, I get, you know, it's front and back, and that's it. And you know, cards, generally speaking, don't display well for me. You know, they're yeah. they're, they're kind of things that live in binders and. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm in a loft room, so I wouldn't have cards on display anyway, because you know, UV and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, grading cards. Um, once someone kind of pointed out that rather simple, okay, yeah, I'll get it with comics, but with cards, it's just the front and the back, and that's kind of it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Um, so I don't have an issue whatsoever with with people wanting to grade cards. Sketch cards is slightly different. Um, I'll come back to that, yeah. but. Um, so, so you know, and I've got three graded cards here, all of which care of the graded gamer, um, uh, Amanda, uh, Amanda Z, um, who's a, a good friend, a lovely lady. Um, and she's hooked me up with, well, this was the first one that she hooked me up with, which I just loved the image, which was an X-Men archives checklist. Nice. Um, so it didn't come out very well there. But anyway, and I just really dug it. And she was like, so she sent it to me. And in there was a surprise, and she gifted me this, and she said, I can't have your first graded card being a nine. So she sent me that. Oh, wow. That is absolutely cool. incredible, and it's brilliant. It's, beautiful. it's one of my favorite black cats. It's by Nelson. Cool. It's from Masterpieces 95. Um, and I subsequently bought another one. I can't remember if I got it from Amanda or someone else, which isn't, isn't necessarily the best or most um, Me Too um, uh, card, but it's the swimsuit. Uh, Woman of Marvel. Um, and I, <laughs> I don't know if you can see it, but it's kind of got bubbles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a brilliant little chase set. Anyway, that's it. That's my graded card collection. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Um, so, um, but obviously you're talking about the fact that in the last kind of six months or so, it's gone a bit bonkers with people yeah. um, uh, buying, uh, acquiring older sets specifically to, to grade. And you know what? 
if people want to do that, absolutely fine. I don't have an issue with it whatsoever. And even if I had an issue with it, it doesn't change anything. So <laughs> what's the point? Um, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Um, uh, I guess the interesting thing for me is the fact that, that a lot of people are doing it who have no skin in the game with Marvel cards. So, you know, it could be a Marvel card. It could be it could be a, a used bus ticket. It's the fact that it is the next thing that people have yeah. moved on to doing, and it's cyclical. Yeah. You know, the majority of the market will then move on. You know, and a lot of that is from the sports side. It's from it's a it's a perfect storm of circumstances where the last twelve to fifteen months of of COVID has caused um, a, a boom in the hobby, just generally, as you can see from just raw product having yeah. a scarcity in terms of um, the stores in America imposing limits and, you know, and things like that, and people queuing to get restocks at Target and Walmart and things like that, which we've seen. Um, and um, so people have just been getting into wax. And because of the new product is either slower to come out or more difficult to get or actually going up in price, a lot of people are going for the old one old wax or i've seen it referred to as junk wax you know yeah. boxes and products that were um over overlooked under underwhelming for a lot of people you know a lot of people who come from the sports side who who literally treat treat um card grading and players and and you know that sort of thing as, as commodity and investment stuff um which i get i, I completely get that because that's kind of how that that side of the business the business works and it is a business yeah. you know um it is uh i think noan and i were talking about it on an episode we haven't had come out yet um it is because of the fact you know you know people bet on horses it's that performance-based uh thing you know a player's fortunes can change overnight you know when you have a um someone who has a really really good uh weekend in sport you know if yeah. pa patrick mahomes is a prime example you know this exactly. guy's yeah. gone um and you know tom tom brady's have always been up there but especially so now um but you know it's spotting that next thing it's like you know what should i be focusing on what should i be doing and part of that process has always been grading um for that side of the hobby um but less so for marvel cards well that's no longer the case and that's not going to change anytime soon you know that's going to carry on um uh, i think there will be i think there'll be an interesting be interesting to see what what the market does when cards start coming back, because a lot of people have sent stuff in, yeah, PSA and this the likes, and not a lot yeah. of stuff has come back yet. Yeah, um, so that'll be interesting because there yeah. will be a change in the number of cards in the market, and at the moment, a lot of it is supply and demand. Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, I'm thinking November, December is when when it's likely to change. Um, and we'll see, we'll see all the new highs and you know the lows are. But... Yeah, and the world will end, and you know by January people will be in cardboard boxes and eating noodles. So you know, correct. Cool. <laughs> um, anyone, yeah. I mean, the, the one interesting thing about this is that a lot of people have realised very fast that just because it's pack fresh doesn't mean to say it's going to be a high grade card. Um, yeah. In fact um again not to spoil an episode we we've yet to release i opened a pack uh, a 90s pack that i had sat around that someone had sent me in a trade and just threw in it as a freebie and i opened it um last weekend and every single card was stuck together so so you can listen out for the sound of us peeling uh, 90s cards apart which is a horrendous sound isn't sure it? You know it yeah <laughs> um, so yeah so sorry i think that's a, i can't remember what the original question was now but that's a long answer uh, no no that's whatever that's it was. great no you spot your spot on it absolutely spot on um and in your opinion is there a, is there an underrated um marvel set that you think doesn't get the love it deserves or is kind of so scarce that you never see it, which is a lot, <laughs> a lot of things that I'm trying to look for. I can't find, but yeah, I mean, pe a lot of people are going for the older stuff, which yeah. is great and it's lovely, but there's some much more recent stuff that I think people are missing. Yeah. Um, 
uh, at this point, I'm duty bound to not say anything because they're the ones I want to get before yeah. I say anything. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, think, I think one of the, yeah, it's, it's the way it is. Um, I think um, there was a series uh, Marvel first issue covers that came out in eighty. I want to say 84. Um, and that's actually pretty plentiful. But I think the one that's really overlooked is its sequel that came out in 91. I think that was a comic images set. Um, and that had much more than more modern uh, bronze and kind of copper age um, yeah. first issues. And it literally is first issue covers. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think if I've got it anywhere near to hand. I, you know, it's in one of these binders. <laughs> I've got a clue which binder it's in, so I'm not even going to go there. Um, but effectively speaking, yeah, it's the front issue of the of the cover, um, yeah. and I think both of those sets. But I think the second set is seriously off people's radar. Um, it's got New Mutants issue one um, front yeah. cover in it. It's got Peter Parker Spectacular Spider Man from '76. That first issue cover in you know, it's got the first set focused very much on the Silver Age first issues. This one was seventies, eighties, you know, up until that point. So there's there's some books in there you think I've I, I completely forgotten that book existed. So yeah, yeah, there's some deep cut stuff. Um, but I think that one is um, whether anyone will go for it, I don't know. But I think it's an underrated set. Um, I think the probably the other one that if um, if PMGs are to go by Precious Metal Gems, I think Marvel Gems, which is 2015. I, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, Marvel right. gems. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are elements of Marvel uh, beginnings yeah. that, will, that will go, um, and I think that although there were a lot of them produced, I think Masterpieces 07. There are some components of that set. I, I, I'm due, I'm I'm contractually bound to say that because it's my favourite set. It's the one that <laughs> started again, um, and that set I have actually completed. Um, there's a lot of. Um, hologram promos and things from the 90s yeah um as a chef boyardi set funny enough i just got it the, the other week um this is a beautiful set it's four four holograms and holograms all the way and this you could and chef boyardi is canned pasta yes. I need so to, yeah. there we go um and they are absolutely gorgeous and they are you know i think that's a set of four of them some of them are a bit like who's that and this is exodus yeah, '90s X Men that you don't don't know, but they are. I mean, look at that. That's up there with the cool card, yeah. Marvel Universe ones. Um, Strife. Wow, which is exactly what the wife will give me if I'm up here too long. And uh, <laughs> Mister 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 Sinister, who's having a bit of a resurgence with the Dawn of X, um, House of X, yeah, House of X um, series that's going nice. on at the moment. Um, so I think I think there's a lot of promo stuff from the 90s especially mm. this hologram set that um is actually was genuinely quite difficult to get in decent condition yeah that's the key bit isn't it because yeah. of the nature of its distribution um yeah. so um and i so i think those those will probably because the thing is marvel universe 1990 you know although i'm sure that supplies are starting to dry up with the sealed boxes I think you'll be surprised. I think they'll be on tap for a few years yet. There were yeah. so many made. Yeah. I mean, hundreds of thousands of boxes. Masterpieces 92 had 350,000 boxes made. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of product out there. So. You are right. Yeah. Um, what about you? What do you think is going to be next? Uh, what do you think will be next? I, 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 really, I really couldn't tell. Uh, I think sketch cards are really, really interesting. I, I haven't, I haven't deep dive into it yet. I, I don't have anything yet, but I'm, I'm really looking at certain characters and thinking, yeah, that, that's very cool. But I'm big on overpower. I've said, I've said this before. You have mentioned that, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I don't. We'll see how that pans out. Again, it's, there's a not a huge amount of supply there. Um. In terms of sealed, I mean, there yeah. are people holding, you know, in binders and etc. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones I have uh, are in binders. Um, so yeah, I think I think they've got legs, as I like to say. Um, but yeah, that's, that, 
Is that sounds like that old ZZ Top song? She's got <laughs> legs and she knows how to use them. Yeah, I have no idea where I've got that. Expression. They wouldn't get away with that these days. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, there's so there's so the thing is there's so many places that that could you know that could be uh, that could be next, but the serial and autos and those kinds of things they they um. They're very interesting to me, so I'm just trying to build up some back roll and yeah, and they're a very recent thing. And the the, the 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 irony about those is that even without grading, there's already a premium to them because of the nature of what they are. Exactly. Um, the other irony, I'm sure Amanda's mentioned this to you, um, is that they are tend to be on thicker stock and they don't grade very well. Yeah. At all. Um, so the norm on these newer sets isn't a 10. So, you know, expectations wise, if you're going to bust a masterpieces 2016, 2018, 2020, you know, out of the pack, chances are you're not going to get many 10s, if any at all. Um, so, you know, I think there's a, there's a case of managing expectations on these, um, you know, you, you you need to know where the the level is likely to be if you're going yeah. to be breaking a product to do that, uh, which which I don't do. It's not not my thing. You know, I I acquire cards. Well, I acquire cards to collect. You know, um, and I think one of the um from someone who uh, there's a couple of people in in the hobby who are the exact opposite of this spectrum to me. Um, where they literally don't understand why you wouldn't acquire cards that would accrue value. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm like you know I'm just in it for for the cards. So you know um, the only reason I've got I've got these is because you know I would like to be able to display my black cat stuff, and this displays beautifully. You know I mean yes. that if yeah. these are the only two I ever have, I'll be yeah. happy with that. Um, you know I'm, I'm not going to. Um, cry over the fact i've got to pay 10 10 times more to get to get them now but um one um one thing i don't i don't quite get is sketch cards grading it's like this is a sketch cards by their nature have been handled yeah um and it's, it's very interesting it's and this is where people get oddly upset um we had a post on the group last week actually where i had to actually delete a couple of comments because it's like really? yeah it's, it's, it's the end of the wow. day it's cardboard you know yeah calm calm can i swear on your feed is that yeah, right? yeah of course yeah your 100%. little one's not nowhere your little one's nowhere near is he it's no, like calm, calm the fuck down you know it's yeah. it's a card it's not a kidney you know <laughs> um, but people do go absolutely bonkers over it but you know i I personally don't don't think that grading a sketch card is any point to it. Um, personally, um, I just think I just think it's you know. And this, I mean, I, a GMA I've never heard of. I mean, I bought this card because it was. Don't, a good don't discuss that with me. <laughs> yeah, um, and I will be cracking it. So I've I've no idea if a six is a good thing on their spectrum. But if that's out of ten, I'm not surprised because a sketch card, by its very nature, won't have perfect edges. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you know, uh, and all the stuff that they use to to grade things with. So, yeah, I don't know. Okay, um, someone's just said uh, Venomous Comics has said the Dangerous Divas series only had eight thousand boxes made. I don't know anything about that set or series. Yeah, it's a written house um, set. It's a written okay. house set. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I'm not, I wouldn't say, I guess the thing is, I mean, a lot of those written house sets only had, you know, eight, seven, six thousand boxes yeah. made. Um, and that's kind of par for the course. It's only with the 90s ones. And, and I'm talking kind of before 95 that went into the six figures in terms of yeah. numbers of boxes made. Um, I don't think the number of boxes made is any marker of how, um, desirable it is and in fact <laughs> marvel universe 90 with like six figures numbers of boxes out there is is kind of tells you the, the opposite um exactly. Exactly. i think it's ju just the age of it um dangerous divas dangerous divas is a nice set 
you know, it's got some decent cards in it. But I, I you know, the, it is designed to be a puzzle set. Yeah, the main set is designed as a puzzle. I mean, it's it's free card as it goes along, and then the back yeah. of it makes a nine card picture. Yeah. So as individual cards, you've got to you've got to think about the um uh it, it about how it presents. You know, does it present well as an individual piece that someone who might not be looking for dangerous divas would necessarily yeah. get to go for? Um, so you know, there may be an element of its characters and some of the chase cards, perhaps. Um, but yeah, I don't think the number of boxes is necessarily a, a marker on whether or not something will catch fire if you're going to be yeah. going after its grade. You're right. I know I'll use the reference to the sports card world. Like if you look at uh, Zion Williamson, who's you know a rookie uh, a couple of years ago. His he's got his rookie card. His prison rookie card is like you were talking in terms of graded fifteen thousand plus. Yeah, just for a PSA nine or a ten or whatever. Yeah, but the supply's there and uh, the demand's there. Sorry. So yeah, you know the boxes thing is a bit of a hard to tell. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe in a year's time, I'll be uh, I'll be eating my hat over that. But I, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I you know uh, who's to know. If I had a crystal ball, yeah, then we'd we, you know, we'd all be sitting on a lot more money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's right. Um, what was your favourite Marvel movie? Movie? Yeah, mm. I'm a movie guy, so that's that's my my. No, favorite. so am I. So am I. So am I. Big time. <laughs> um, can I before I get go to there? Can I tell you what my favourite comic book movie? Oh, I had that as the next question. So yeah, sure. Mm. Unbreakable. Okay, Unbreakable. I think is the is is to, for me the best movie about comic book superheroes and comic book. Just the whole ethos of it. Um, I just think it's perfectly play, pitched. Yeah, it's under underplayed actually. You know, it's um, very much a, a non Bruce Willis performance at a time when he was just doing Bruce Willis performances. Yeah. You know, very Samuel L. Jackson very much keeps it on the DL for most of it, and it's a beautifully takes its time tells its yeah. story brilliant payoff yeah, you know uh, love it the ones? uh you got unbreakable what's the other one uh that that's doing oh he did a sequel to it like yeah, uh, two years yeah. ago called mr glass yeah that um, was it, which yeah. was which was fine for the first two thirds and then just went off a cliff for the last act yeah um i i just i'm not sure uh yeah it just annoyed me <laughs> which is a shame because i love the one that mcavoy's character came in from um I can't remember the name of that movie um, off the top of my head. But um, but Marvel movie, hmm, that's a tough one. Um, I might go with it at the moment, and this will change. I wasn't expecting this question. Um, I might go with Infinity War okay. in terms of the MCU stuff at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I'm a big... I, I I love the original X Men trilogy, especially um, X Men and uh, X Two, yeah. the yeah. Brian Singer ones. X Two, when it came out, was just like, wow! I mean, properly OMG. Yeah, um, and I'm sure that a lot of the folks over at Marvel and Kevin Feige were looking at that and thinking, yeah, we want a piece of that action. Yeah, because they just pulled it off. They absolutely pulled it off. Yeah. You know, and you know, I think the X Men movies since have been trying to recapture how good that was and just not quite do it. I mean Days of Future Past they kind of kind of got there with. Yeah. Uh, that one, actually. Yeah. 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 Uh brilliant film. Um but um but yeah so um but yeah of the MCU ones uh, there's a lot I need to rewatch actually. I still haven't seen that Man and Wasp. I need to rewatch Doctor Strange because I've been really getting into the cards. Yeah. So I need to rewatch that. Um but yeah, I mean, Endgame. I need to rewatch as well, and I'm loving, I'm loving the Disney Plus series. Yeah, me you know, too. I haven't finished Falcon and Winter Soldier. I've got that episode to watch yet. Okay, that last episode. Um, I won't say anything no, too much. No spoilers. Uh, but One Division, I think, was absolutely astonishing. Excuse me. That's all right. Someone at your door. Someone at the front door. No, no it's my. Uh, we're making banana loaf. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lovely stuff. All right, we'll save some for me. Do you need so, to take it out of the oven? No, no, it's all good. Oh, okay, good. Um, yeah, no, One Division I thought was uh, was was absolutely superb, and this is like it's like MCU them. storytelling over a six to eight hour canvas. It's beautifully pitched. Yeah, wonderfully done. Yeah, I um, agree. 
I, I, I've really enjoyed Falcon and Wind Soldier. Though. I, I, for me, that's that's been better than uh, WandaVision for me. But uh, yeah, so good. The series. I mean, Loki's coming out in June, mm. which is going to be interesting. So yeah, mm. I'm absolutely loving the series in that format. I think it's really really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's face um, it, we can't go to the cinema, so they must have had a crystal ball. Yeah, very clever. Mm. Well, the thing is, they. Uh, I mean, how lucky are they that they? decided to do this yeah and then you know i mean <laughs> i think they had a bit a little bit of trouble with production on on some of them as a result but you know how bizarrely prescient is that yeah a lot of hype though around it which is good um in terms of future movies is there one that you're really excited to to watch um i think um thor Four. <laughs> I know why they didn't call it that now, because it's difficult to say. Um, I think the new Thor movie will be brilliant. Um, I think Hemsworth is perfect in that role. Yeah, he's great. Um, and with Taika Waititi doing it, I don't think they can go any. I don't think they can go far wrong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I'd love to see Ruffalo do a solo Hulk movie. I really do, especially yeah. with his Endgame um, incarnation of that that character. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to think what else is coming up. I, I, I have to say, I'm not blown away by the Sang, Shang-Chi trailer. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, 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 I never read the comic. So yeah, I kind of, are. I just don't get it. It just, eh, it is just, slightly strange. I did a video on, um, I think yeah. one of these cards might, like a rookie card will increase in value. So that's one video I did. But yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it looks good, but it is a strange, strange. It looks one. good. It doesn't look Marvel to me. I think that's, yeah. that's the thing. Just not. Um, And here's another thing. They're not rookie cards. (laughs) If anything, they're first appearances. Rookies is sports. Correct. I I did distinguish that. One thing that grinds my gears is rookie cards (laughs) in in Marvel cards. It's like, oh, fuck's sake, that's not a rookie card. (laughs) I apologize. Um, No, it's The last question I had. Ooh. it's two kind of two questions, but That's what do you you're think? Um, do you think there is in, in the future? Do you think there's a really good scope for Marvel cards? So, with like new releases coming out and things like that, is that something you're following or interested in? I, I'm not, so I don't know anything. Yeah, I constantly. I mean, releases, we, um. I mean, our group and our podcast is for all Marvel cards, bit yeah, nineties, uh, noughties, tens, or whatever this decade, twenties, I guess. Um, uh, it's for all Marvel cards, so we talk about the new releases on EPACs, the ones that are EPAC exclusives. Uh, we talk about the older sets. Um, in fact, most of, most of the time, we tend to talk about the newer sets because we're we're blessed in the um, upper deck have kind of made the connection with us. So we often have guests from Upper Deck on to talk about new sets. Um, so you want to be listening to this week's episode, which will drop on Thursday, episode 92 it will be, um, because it is about the big new release that's about to happen, uh, wow. okay. uh, focusing on the MCU movies. So um, And that's interviewing someone at Upper Deck. Um, again um so so we've been quite quite blessed in that in that way um so um i again i don't i guess there's a perspective of um are you talking about for collectability or for investment i certainly don't look at any of them in terms of investment i mean i think there are cards where um there's a bizarre perception i was funny enough i was talking to someone at upper deck about this off the record and they found it interesting that people buy boxes now both in sports and non-sports with an expectation that the contents will be worth more than they spent on the box yeah i find that quite interesting and i find it quite um i don't get it no but people go and rant on and i've seen this happen with masterpieces 2020 it's like, is it worth me buying a box what do you mean is it is it worth it it's like if you want to open a box and own some beautiful cards then absolutely yes if you want to buy that box at say i mean if you're lucky enough to get it for 250 when it came out and you think you're going to be able to get 400 by selling the cards in it i I can't answer that question because you know it's like 
that's not that's not the reason I ever acquire a, a box of cards, um, or even or even a pack if it's e pack. You know. That said, you know I've been lucky enough to buy packs on e pack, and in a single pack get uh, a red flasher, which is a hit. You know, um, and um, you know getting a single pack red flasher, and then being able to turn it around or sell it within twenty four hours for you know a decent trade or a decent thing because i knew it wasn't something i personally collected that's a very dangerous system because people will only show off their hits we have that in the group and we have to regularly remind people that people will post wherever they wherever they spent ten dollars on a pack and got a card that they immediately were able to sell for 300 every day of the week what people don't post are the 20 packs they bought between those two packs where they got nothing in terms of that kind of avenue of resale value um for for me you know i i'm you know i value and worth are two things i separate people say um you know is there any value in these and they'll post a picture of some 90 cards it says well value is subjective what value does it have for you Um, worth on the market is a different thing yeah that's right and there's and there's sets i have a couple complete sets now which i will never uh, I would never let go of because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like them. Uh, yeah, I'm saying yes, yeah, I am doing investment uh, on other cards, but yeah, that's just yeah, you're, you're spot on there. Yeah, um, and some people do that to fund the other stuff. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I kind of like think of it like an actor who does a blockbuster movie, um, and then does two indie art house ones because they say you know that the, the mantra goes one for them, two for me. Yeah, you know, lots that's, of people that's do exactly that. right. Yeah. Um, you mentioned it just then, e-packs. Um, it's upper deck, isn't it? Yeah. They're on their website. So is it uh, – I, I haven't done much research on it at all. So is That's it right. a virtual card or is it a, uh, is it a physical card that you, you get? Uh, the, the, the latter for the most part. People um, often um, – because Tops have got a very successful platform that is just digital. Um, yeah. And people go nuts for it and people spend money on it, which is – their prerogative but i think it's absolutely bonkers um because you, you won't actually own what it is you know you, you don't own it you know i think in the terms of contract if that system ever went then cards cards that people have spent tens of thousands of dollars on are gone yeah like that um epac um effectively speaking what i predicted with epac is they built a system whereby they could um still make let's just say for the sake of argument that it's 10,000 boxes of cards. They could still make the cards for that product run of 10,000 boxes and only half of them they'd need to actually make the boxes and the actual packs for and ship off to stores. The other half they just send to the warehouse and scan them in and put them on e-pack and then they sell it virtually. So it's like um, like any online shopping but you actually open it within that platform. Yeah. Um and um some products are a mixture of digital and physical cards. Some products are physical cards only and the price point generally reflects what you'll get. Every digital card on the platform however is a stepping stone to a physical card that you can have mailed to you. Okay. Um so um a, an example would be I'm just trying to think recently Marvel anime I think you needed anime anime I think they priced too high. Um for, for a product that had so much digital in. But um, if you got five copies of the same digital card, say card number one, which I think Captain Marvel or Todd Mayhead, um, if you got five copies of that, you could then combine it on the system. Those five digital cards disappear from your inventory and are replaced by a, a physical parallel version of that card that you can only get by the EPAC platform. Okay, wow. So... The, the flip side of that is that the base cards that are digital in EPAC, you can only get the physical versions of those by buying the physical boxes that went to distributors. So it's kind of like they, they force the collector to engage in both worlds by doing that. Yeah. Um, so if you want to, if you're someone who builds a, a modern set and the modern sets aren't small by any stretch of the imagination and you like to go for all the parallels, so you like to go for the physical base, you like to go for this parallel, that parallel, whatever the parallels are um and you like to do all those then you'll be forced to engage with the epac system at some point or at the very least buy them from people who have okay 
makes sense. That's generally the way it works. But I mean, the other the other side of it, of course, is that once it's on that platform, unless you you kind of lock it away because you can lock the cards, a little padlock thing next to it, it's available for anyone else on that platform to see, and then you can trade between accounts. Yeah. Um, and at any point, you can then choose to have the cards shipped to you or put on Comsi and then sold. So, yeah, so that's how it works. Um, okay. Danger of it is it's easy to get carried away. Um, with every <laughs> yeah. card that you have physically, you want to take out of EPAX, you pay 25 cent per card, which is fine if you've only got like 10 sketch cards. If you've got 3,000 cards, <sighs> yeah, like me, uh, <laughs> it gets it gets pretty pricey. It gets pretty pricey. Yeah. So you know, a lot of a lot of my collection is still set on EPAC because I simply can't afford to ship it, and their shipping is a complete mess at the moment. Yeah, it's a complete hot mess. Um, so I, I'm not sure I'd even want to try. Okay. Even if I had the money. Awesome. Thanks for that. That was great. I, I will definitely. I, I've got an account with uh, Deck, so I'll um, see what I can do with that shortly. So thank you very well, much. We did. We did. We did do. Um, um, although they <laughs> they subsequently redesigned the entire site, so it looks completely different now. But we did do last year um, some EPAC uh, 101 episodes. First one was audio only. The second one we did is audio and video. So it's yeah. on our YouTube channel that we don't really update um that much uh, just because time um but um which was kind of a walkthrough of how it works so all the functionality that we talk about and the ethos and the way it works is still the same it's just they've changed they redesigned the site so you know all the functionality basically they just gave it a polish and redesigned the way that it looks but everything on there is the same so if you want to check that out yeah awesome just, definitely thanks very much for that i really appreciate it um right i am um, I think we are done. I really appreciate the time. It's coming up to now. Okay, cool. All right. Thank That's you very good. much for jumping on uh, with me today. And we'll have a chat out of, out of the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Line, That's okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really appreciate your time, Ian. Thank you very much for jumping on today. No worries. No, thank you. You're welcome. We'll see you soon. Thanks for watching, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please do like, subscribe, review, and let me know your thoughts. You can find me on YouTube at Gingerman Cards and Instagram, Gingerman underscore cards. See you in the next one.